NotFest.com presents Talk To Me. With over 300 interviews under his belt and six years running, your host Joshua Toomey interviews metal and rock's heaviest hitters. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Here's your host, Joshua Toomey. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Talk To Me, brought to you by NotFest.com. The guest this week is D. Snyder, and he is back with a new album entitled Leave a Scar, out July 30th on Napalm Records. We will be checking out a couple of tunes from that coming up momentarily. But first, let's talk about NotFest VIP. Head over to NotFest.com, become a VIP, and you can check out the video version of this interview, plus the video versions of my past interviews, and also the archives to my throwback throwdown show, on NotFest Twitch, which you can check out each Thursday night, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. If you are listening on post day, the guest tonight is the great Frank Bello of Anthrax, where we will be talking about 40 years of Anthrax. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But if you don't get to check it out live, make sure to become a VIP over at NotFest.com, and you can check out those interviews in the archives. You can check out my interviews with guests, such as... Terry Corso of Alien Ant Farm, Adam Russell, Story of the Year, Michael Alago, the A&R legend himself, Mike Aranica of The Devil Wears Prada, the Jesse Leach interview from Killswitch Engage, Michael Gilbert of Flotsam and Jetsam, and Michael Paget of Bullet from My Valentine. So much great stuff over there. And also, guys, check out the great interview that Daniel Decay did on Defender of the Riff. He had V-Man from Slipknot on, and man... What an incredible interview that is. So make sure and check that out too. So yeah, notfest.com, become a VIP and support what we are doing over here at notfest.com. You guys know that D. Snyder is always an amazing guest to have on the show. He will answer any question you give him. It's a lot of fun. Leave a Scar is great. The track I keep going back to is a track called All or Nothing More. It is not out yet, so I'm not going to play it, but man. What a great, great tune. And the last album is super thrashy, super metal. This is almost metal core. Like it's got that uh, got that Northeast, that new wave of American heavy metal feel to it. And uh, I'm definitely digging it. It's it's awesome. We talk about it a little bit in the interview. But when you have a guy like D. Snyder and you give him to some metal dudes to make a metal record, uh, that's, that's a lot of trust in Jamie Josta and the crew up there. And I think they knocked it out of the park once more. Uh, a lot of these legacy guys are just kind of living off of of the Frontiers Records type money. And, you know, George Lynch or those guys, you know, they are continuing to make records. They are continuing on their legacy. But D is 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 in, in the present. He's in the now. And uh, the last couple of records have shown that. The live DVD that they put out is also fun to watch. So, Awesome to see D. Snyder putting out stuff like this into his, I believe, 60s. Yeah, into his 60s. 66 years old. I wish ho- I hope I look that good at 66. So uh, without any more of my ramblings, let's check out Time to Choose featuring George Corpse Grinder Fisher. Let's talk to D. Snyder. Let's check out another track off of the new album. And then I will talk to you guys momentarily. Wondering where you will go. You already 
you know what? Better than I deserve, as Chris Cuomo says. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, for me, the COVID time, being successful, being having the liberty to not work. I was planning on not doing anything in 2020 uh, right. and uh, having all my kids grown up. So I wasn't dealing with any of the homeschool or any of those issues. You know, I mean, that was the worst you know, part. I mean, I was quarantined and all that stuff like that. But, it, you know, uh, I used it to my benefit and uh, chose to do a lot of creative things with it. Absolutely. And one of those is uh, Leave a Scar out July 30th, Napalm Records, man. I, I've the uh, the song that I keep playing over and over is All or Nothing More. And that is it. That's catchy. It's like I'm singing it already. It's so good, man. Jamie calls them earworms. Uh, Jamie right. calls them earworms, and it's it's such a uh, an interestingly constructed song because it's very heavy and hardcore. But when the chorus comes, it's very yeah. like sing along kind of uh, anthemy, you know. Uh, so it's it's um, I mean, and, and I'm really pleased overall with the variety of songs on the record and the and the intensity of it. I mean, because I didn't really realize it. Until it was done, when I stepped back, I said, well, I'm pretty much punching people in the face for 11 songs. And then after I have their attention, I go, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> With Stan at the very end. Listen, right, now yeah. that I have your attention, I want to tell you something. And so, but uh, it's just, that was just how it turned out. But really, it just sort of fits the time. You know, coming from uh, For the Love of Metal into this new album, uh, Leave a Scar, you know, were you a little bit like maybe hesitant on the first record and, and a little skeptical of what's going to happen. But now that you've seen that it's successful with the metal and the D put together like that, you know, were you, were you more excited about this second record? No, I, I would say more excited. Uh, I would say, honestly, well, it's a mixed bag. Okay. First of all, after the surprise success of, uh, for the love of metal, uh, Jamie Johnson had a vision and it worked. Uh, he, felt there was a place for me in the metal scene and, and that he knew where I needed to be. And I loved what came together. But like you said, it was very much a, a learning curve there and sort of sorting it out, figuring it out. And then the response was tremendous. I really wanted to just drop the mic and walk off. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> and like how that happened. You know, I mean, that was amazing. But then COVID hit, the world went crazy. And I just felt that I, this I, I keep referencing NWA. Yo, Dre, what cube? I got something to say. <laughs> you know, I, I like, Jamie, what D? I got something to say, and and I felt like not only did I want to put out a record, but I wanted to be a part of the writing process. And I hadn't done written anything since the nineties, so right. I had walked away from writing at that point, feeling that there was no place for what I for me. But now I knew where it was. And I knew the team, and so it was much more focused getting in there. But then you've got that sophomore jinx. And even though this is technically my fifth album, to me, The Love right. of Metal was really my first, like, in the zone. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is where I should be. And now I was like, uh-oh, now we got to do a follow-up to that? So it, w it was a little scary. <laughs> It's funny you brought up Dr. Dre because I was thinking about Dr. Dre with this album because with Jamie – uh, and there's a Dr. Dre lyric. It's like, uh, when your album sales aren't doing so good, who's the doctor they told you to go see? And I think that Jamie might be the one in this uh, equation. You know, when when you're not metal enough, who's the doctor they tell you to go see? And that's Jamie Josta. One hundred percent. And and it's 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 
Jamie, first of all, he's a true fan of metal. Even though he, he plays in a, a hardcore band, he's a fan right. of metal in all its forms. And, and I am as well. Uh, I've, I've been a day, I'm a day one metalhead with the first Sabbath album when it came out, first Zep, first Blue Cheer, first Mountain, first Grand Funk. I bought them day <laughs> one. It was called Hard right. Rock, and I was there, you know, just into this form of music. My kids, who are all grown, but they're all metalheads, I'm proud to say. And they've kept me connected, taking me to shows, playing me music over the decades. So I've always been uh, appreciative and, and aware. And get, and I, I love the new metal stuff, but I just didn't feel there was a place for me. Jamie right. saw it, and he has that vision. And really, like, yeah, he is Dr. Dre. Uh, if I, Dr. Jamie, <laughs> we should call him. But, I mean, so many other musicians like myself could benefit from working with him because he he doesn't want to make you hate breed. He doesn't want to turn me into a hate right. breed. He wanted us to find we got to find figure out where's D these places. And I said this to Jamie and said Jamie said, "D, I've tried with others. You're the only one who really went with the got with the program, did a trust fall, put put yourself in my hands and and let me do what I knew I could do for you." He says, I've tried, right. and I won't mention names. He says, I've worked with other people, and they wind up, oh, no, I do it like this, and it's got, you know, and, and, and after a while, <laughs> right. it's just, it's like, all right, you know, the, the, you, I thought you were coming to me to help you move forward, not go back to the mm -hmm. past. So, um, you know, people could benefit from it, but you got to put your hands, I call him the, the heavy metal Sherpa. He's my heavy metal Sherpa. <laughs> With this album, you know, you're you're still contemporary to where your contemporaries from back in the day are cashing in on a, on a you know, there are labels out there that'll give them 10, 20 grand to go record an album that no one's going to buy and no one's going to care about and it's still going to have the old school logo on it. So you might get a little bit of pub out of it. But I mean, this stuff keeps you relevant. And to me, I didn't want to be one of those guys. To me, right. you know, that's why I never did a... Um, Twisted Sister, we did the Christmas album, but that was a novelty right. thing. But well, we had opportunities to do a new Twisted Sister album. And I yeah. wrote all the songs and Twisted, and I go, I call it Back to the Future. I, I don't want to go back to the future. <laughs> I don't want I, I don't want to put out an old album. And I've seen the reviews any of other bands. If they try to move forward, yeah. all, they they get criticized for that. Because they're not being, they're not warrant. You're not really being warrant, you know. And then if they put out <laughs> right. an album that sounds like warrant, I'm just using warrant as an example. Yeah, then yeah, they get yeah. criticized for sounding like the same thing. This isn't the 80s, <laughs> right. you know. We moved on. Like, well, make up your mind. We, they don't want to let you move forward, and they don't want you to stay in the past. And I said, if Twisted does, and we had those same offers for those Frontier records and all that stuff. And I said, it's just, I, it just makes it. Let's just go out and play the old stuff. People love it. Have fun with it. And, and just know it for what it is. It's oldies, and people enjoy it. But if we're not going to try and make a new record. But with leaving the band, I was, and Jamie's guidance, people say, oh, you know, I came out with something new that they connected with. They said, all right, he's not doing Twisted Sister. This is D. Snyder. We can, we can accept that. I love the fact that I do believe that getting Corpse Grinder on the record was your idea. You know, that just shows that you're still connected to what's going on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And it is my idea. And Jamie, when I, we were doing, um, we were tracking my vocal on, uh, on um, Time to Choose. And Time I said, to hey, you know, it would be great on this. George Fisher. And Jamie goes, <laughs> George 
Corpse Grinder Fisher? Like, assuming I must be talking about like a George Fisher from the 70s right. who played with Free <laughs> and then one of the ladies. Like, right. I'm like, no, Corpse Grinder. Like, like, what is there another George Fisher besides my accountant? Uh, you know, and uh, so he goes, he calls me OGD. He goes, OGD, man. OGD. He says, I'm always pushing for it to be harder. I love, I, you know, I love hardcore. I love, I want to be more aggressive. And Jamie, is the one who's tempering me going, look, you know, it's great that you embrace the new and, 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 and I'm not that Cannibal Corpse is new, new, but compared to right, but right. don't, you know, don't lose who you are and who you were. We can have some of that flavor in there. Let's try and bring along some of these old fans for the ride with you. You've got old fans. They're just stuck in the eighties. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> there's no good music today. You know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, there's, there's no, go sit in your room and play your LPs. But um, but there are people. I had a guy today, a friend of mine, and he's older, and he said, you know, I'm really not into that death metal stuff, man. I gotta admit that pretty really cool track with you and Corpse. Like, and to me that was a victory, like because I right. love metal in all its forms, and I think as a community we're stronger if we support each other. You don't gotta love it all, but if we're just supportive of it of it all, we're strong. The family is stronger. So I and I didn't realize until Jamie pointed out and then Napalm and everybody's freaking out that a classic rock metal singer acknowledged a death metal singer and invited him to sing on his record. I didn't think it was a big deal. I just thought it made sense. But I'm glad to have been one of the first people to actually do that because we need to respect each other. And if I can turn people on to what George is doing, awesome. Yeah, when you see the news that that he's going to be on the album, you assume it's Jamie getting him on there, but you don't assume it's you. So that's what <laughs> that's what makes it makes the story so much uh, so much better. Uh, you've got the one daughter that's big into like bands I've even never heard of, and so how does she see all of this stuff? You know, you doing stuff with with Hatebreed and Cannibal Corpse, and is it like? You know, when our when our parents get on TikTok or when our parents got on Facebook and, you know, kind of like, all right, now the parents are here. Let's get out of here. You know, is she is she taking it like that or is she loving it? All right. Shy, uh, she is the most brutal. She's my my youngest. She's the only girl. She is the most hardcore metal fan. When when Justin saw her playlist on my phone, he was like, "Oh my god!" He says she's scaring me. He says I, I don't some of these, I don't know who these bands are. Some of these bands are I've heard about. These are seriously heavy bands and aggressive. And plus, she goes back to Terror and Judge and 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 Dropkick Murphy. And she's like, she's we've gone back to the old days. And but she's so hardcore. And she is she is. And she, when Josta, she listens to the pod, Josta's podcast. And when he challenged me, she said, Dad, I was screaming at the radio, you better take that, Dad. You better take that. <laughs> and she's right. proud of me, but she also, I, I, I don't know. She, I guess she does, because she would take me to her shows. I remember one time I was taking her to one of her, one of the, one, I, I think it was a Van Warp tour. And we were, we're, we're a couple of days before leaving. She goes, You're singing with Attack Attack. And I said, What? She says, yeah, I, I contacted the band <laughs> on Facebook and um, you're going to be singing on this song. There's a melodic part. It'd be great for you. So she made me learn this melodic. I don't <laughs> forgot what song it was. And I go to the Van yeah. Warp tour and I meet Attack Attack. And I went up there and, and I sang with them on this one melodic part in the, in the song. And I freaking loved it. I mean, the, the band was like thrilled. The fans were going, who's that old guy? Uh, but, uh, but, you know, but, <laughs> but she's been that person. And, okay, this is a great shy story. With the love for the love right. of metal, Jamie says, play it for, we play everything for shy. What does shy think? 
So I played it for Love of Metal. She goes, it's great, but it, tell Jamie he's a dirty breakdown and I want to hear the ting. And I was like, <laughs> right. what does that mean? She goes, he'll know what that means, Dad. So I went and I said, ah, Shy said needs a dirty breakdown, wants to hear the ting. Guys, we need a dirty breakdown. Got to hear the ting. <laughs> so I said, what the hell is going on? What is that? So now I know what that means. And now I know that those breakdowns all start with the ding on the ride symbol, on the right. bell of the ride symbol. So that's the Shy dirty breakdown. But um, yeah, she she's proud is proud of me, and uh, she says that like, yeah, she loves what I'm doing, and and I and, I, and I'm I, you know I can't believe that my kids are cheering me on. I remember pulling up at the house one day, and they had the new album, and they were in there like thrashing away. All my kids were in her car, <laughs> and I go, what? and then I realized they're listening to something that I that was one of my songs. I go, wow, that's pretty cool for a dad to be able to do that to get that re reaction out of his own kids, right. Yeah, when I started doing a Notfest Twitch, uh, they my I told my son who was 15, and that I was going to be on Twitch and be a Twitch streamer, and he's like, "Ah, oh, it's over." Like, <laughs> you know, Dad's on Twitch. Like, might as well, what's the next thing? We got to move on. And, and you know what? And she but, uh, and, and and shy. I guess she really is is super proud of me because she's the one who pushed yeah. me on Twitter, pushed me on Instagram. Now she's trying to bring me over to TikTok, but then she does move on to a new form. And like right. Once I get there, she goes, yeah, I'll be moving on to something else. But you you really need to be here, Dad. You should be doing this. So, uh, yeah. So she is, but, but she does, she has asked me no more tattoos because she's very heavily tattooed. And when I got my last two pieces, she goes, is this it, please? Because this is my thing. And now you're, you're, you're brushing up on my thing. I said, okay, no more tattoos, Shy. I'll, I'll, you, it's all you. You know what's great about Twisted Sister and you know family and you know I know you're a big family man too and you know I, I the last time I spoke with you I had you shout shout out my son and uh, my stepson now but they're about the same age and we were watching I was showing them old Twisted Sister videos and like both of them now when we get in the car want to hear you know we're not gonna take it and I want to rock and it's just crazy that six seven eight year old kids just still love Twisted it Sister it is insane and I'm not. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's one of the reasons why I'm involved in the co-creation of a, a animated kid show that is being developed yeah. by Peacock right now. Uh, and when they reached out to me to get involved and I'm going, why are you calling me? They go, well, to be honest, <laughs> my kids love you. And I don't know what I said. Right. I think they think I'm like uh, Sweetums from the Muppets or something. They look at me <laughs> like, and all the tatters and the rags. You know, I don't know what that is, but. I'm corrupting a whole nother generation. So uh, you know, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, raise them on rock, mom and dad. <laughs> I was joking the other day and I was like, what are you going to do with your life? And both of them chimed in. I want to rock <laughs> like just out of nowhere. And it's just, it's just so funny to see. Hashtag good um, parenting. Hashtag good. Parenting. Exactly. Exactly. A uh, couple quick things. I know you don't have a ton of time today. Um, uh, we're good to the bottom of the hour, man. Okay, awesome. Uh, you know, you did one thing that uh, that that's kind of becoming a little bit more popular now, which is you sold your catalog. Um, and I wanted to ask you: Is that more of a cashing it in, so you have control over the money, so your kids aren't fighting for it later in life <laughs> and things like that? Or, I mean, in all no, honesty, uh, I mean uh, that you that that could divide a lot of families. You know, dealing with stuff I am like the, that. I, I am the guy, the honest guy, who my, it's to my detriment very often. Because I'm too, I'm too honest and too frank. No, it, it, this is now you get into real business kind of things. But when your yeah. your managers and your business people come to you and say, "Listen, um, 
and it's they they sort of educate me and they said all right so you're yeah. getting checks royalty checks but you're being taxed at your normal tax bracket which because you get a lot of money you're at a 50 percent said if you yeah. sell the catalog you're taxed at 20 percent because it's a capital gain and they're right. willing to pay you 15 years worth of estimated royalties um you're going to get it all at once only be taxed 20 percent and then you'll be able to invest it and do whatever you want with it uh and you don't know if 15 years from now it's your catalog is going to be worth anything. Could be worth nothing. Right. Could be worth more. But they're willing to pay. So it's just you're you're advised by your people that this is a sound business move. And then, um, uh, and then a little known fact is like after 35 years, I think uh, you can get the catalog back. So I'll be gone. But my kids are all set up. They'll be retiring to take back the catalog and uh, <laughs> and then they can sell it again. So um, and make some money for themselves. And so the people that buy the catalog can then, at that point, can they start selling it to car commercials? I mean, obviously they got to make something off their investment. Yeah, I mean, you so really is that, got is that no the, control. The, but I mean, but I, mean, I thought about that, but then I said, "Come on, seriously, D, you found every. If I was offered <laughs> enough money, I found an excuse to do a deal. I mean, I remember when uh, SpongeBob wanted to do Goofy Gooba Rock, and I was like, absolutely. How much? Oh, geez. Okay, I got two kids in college. Okay, fine. Do they want me to sing it? Um, I remember get the phone call on, um, uh, okay, we got an offer to use. We're not going to take it from a woman's premenopausal medication. I'm like, what? It was like, yeah, premenopausal women, there's a new medication, and they're not going to take menopause. I'm like, oh, my God, what happened to my Filthy 15 song? And I said, and then he said, tell me how much they wanted to pay. I was like, okay, wait a second. What does it do? <laughs> I got to find a reason <laughs> to allow this to happen. And so they started running down a list of all these things. And when they got to help stop vaginal dryness, I was like, okay, I am totally <laughs> in favor of stopping vaginal dryness. I didn't realize we were doing God's work. I can endorse this product because who is not against <laughs> vaginal dryness? I ask you. So, uh, so, and so, so that was my so, way I rationalized using it for uh, for a pre woman's premenopausal medication. So basically, really, what are they going to come up with that I haven't already done? <laughs> I am D. Snyder, and I support this yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, are, have you had any products that have actually come across that you're like, no? Or like, I mean, obviously, the, the guy, in, uh, the uh, politician in Australia, you didn't have a ton of uh, I'm assuming you didn't have a ton fighting that one, but obviously the uh, the company that bought the rights to that stuff. But I mean, when politicians, but it seems like politicians use that all the time, yeah. which is I was crazy. in that in that battle. Uh, I actually went to court because it, I mean yeah. he he was using it without even licensing it, and he ran a series right. of commercials, and he wound up having to pay a million and a half dollars to us for yeah. uh, you know for 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 that. Um, but yeah, politicians, uh, they tend to, you know, use it until they find out that it's pro-choice song. The first line of the song is, we've <laughs> right. got the right to choose. The minute I tell them that, I say, you know, yeah. you're singing, I mean, if, if they're anti-choice, you know, you're yeah. singing, we've got the right to choose. And then what? Oh, damn. No, no, we're not. We're against that. <laughs> um, so, you know, yeah, I, it, it happens. It, I try to. You know, you hope that it won't. Okay, when I've had choices, you know, um, I'm anti big pharma, but then again, premenopausal medication. So there I go. I found justification. Right. I tell people I don't drink, but if a company is willing to pay me enough money, 
I am willing to start. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dee Snyder for so-and-so whiskey. I never drank in my right. life until I found this whiskey. Uh, now I'm drinking all the time. So I'm a whore, but I'm an expensive whore. Let's be honest. I told you I'm honest to my own detriment. Have you or Twisted done a beer yet? I, I, not that I know of. No, I did have uh, a wine. I started... I did start drinking wine about 10 years ago, a glass. I read, you know, I'm a, I'm a health guy, and I read so much about the medicinal values of red wine. So my wife and I will have a glass with dinner. Uh, and so I did a charity run called, uh, it was uh, Twisted Merlot, better better red than dead. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so they, but that was for a charity run on, on a bottle of wine that was out there. But actually, no, no booze officially. Uh, you know, kind of going back to you working with Jamie a little bit. Um, are there singers that you that you're friends with, that you're fans of, that you're like, God, I wish this guy would do something with Jamie or something similar to what we're doing? Are there a couple of guys out there you would you would hope to do, would do this? Not many of my generation are as good as they were back in the day. Uh, we you, we all know too frequently we're seeing <laughs> awful yeah. ho- fan-made videos of people. I'm not going to name names because you know what? Most of us age out, uh, especially yeah. if you don't live a healthy lifestyle and you drink and you smoke and you, you, know, uh, and you party, uh, the voice goes. And uh, so most of us don't get better with age, and I'm blessed. It's part of my lifestyle choices and part genetics, but my voice has gotten stronger. But there are a few out there. And to be totally honest, I think I, I, I really think Sebastian Bach would be a great oh, yeah. choice because he loves metal. He's that guy like me who loves metal in all its forms. He's a true fan of metal. His voice is powerful. Uh, it would, and I think that Jamie Jasta could do miracles. And it would be, and, exactly. and, and you know, we, we, you know, that's a voice that should still be out there. You know, Sebastian's voice should still be that important. And not that it isn't Sebastian. I love you, my brother. But I mean, with songs that <laughs> yeah. people are going, this song matters now. It matters to me now. Right. Yeah, I've seen Sebastian a few times over the last few years. And every time I go away going, man, he sounds good. Like, you know, does. might be down tuned a little bit, but, it, you know, it sounds really yeah. good. The, I think a lot of singers try to take on a project like this and don't get around the right people, and you end up coming out with just just a mess. And I think that may be what scares a lot of people too, is you don't want to, you obviously don't want to embarrass yourself trying to dip your toe into something you may not be uh, a com- you know accustomed to. Yeah, and and yeah, and you and you don't want to see. I one of the reasons I walked away because I, I didn't want to be that older guy or old guy. That you know, I'm trying to stay young and keep up with it. Like you, you feel. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I wrote a song called "Stay Hungry," and 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 that was written out of frustration of all these bands that just would not die. Like you know, please get the <laughs> fuck out of my way. Jesus, how right. what we had Genesis. Now we've got four bands. Genesis had to turn to four <laughs> bands. We right. really needed Peter Gabriel, Mike and the Mechanics, Phil Collins, and Genesis. Really. And we did one wasn't enough. So, I mean, so I've always felt that way. So suddenly I felt, am I that guy? Am I that guy that's over saying my welcome? And I, and I stepped back after Widowmaker and said, okay, fair enough. You know, I don't want to be that guy. But Jamie convinced me, you know, he said, dude, it's the voice. He says, it's yeah. the voice. And it's strong. And we've lost Lemmy. We've lost Ronnie. 
we need voices like yours that are still strong and still powerful. Uh, we need those voices. And that, then it came to time to say, all right, if I'm going to do this, I really got to do the trust fall. I really, yeah. I really, I got to trust Jamie and the people. And it's so many people came in, Mark Morton and, and uh, Howard Jones and, and, um, uh, and what's his name from uh, Joel Grind, Alyssa, Alyssa White Glues, you know, you know, all the people who contributed. And I, I said, I'm, A, I'm blown away that these people are all fans and want to work with me. And I'm just going to put my faith in these younger minds <laughs> right. and let them show me where we go. But now, like I said, once we got there and I went out and played, now I get it. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to be a part of this, the construction of this next record. And that's what happened with Leave a Scar. Yeah, it seems like with the crowds that you'll have with these shows, I mean, we obviously saw the, you know, For the Love of Metal Live DVDs and the great, or the uh, the DVD, sorry, and the, all the shows that were involved and the crowds were amazing. And, you know, you, you definitely could have got stuck in that, you know, going out on tour with a bunch of bands that were popular back in the day and the crowd's going to be older and it's going to be a, at a casino and, you know, not, not that take anything away from anybody's career, but I mean, there's, there's definitely two, two, two uh, career paths at this point. I, yeah. And I very much wanted to be, I, did, I, I steered away from those kinds of things. I won't say completely, Again, yeah. I'm a whore. I'm an expensive whore. So one of those rock <laughs> cruises offered me a fortune to, you yeah. know, and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a suite, uh, like this big ocean liner. I was like, and I took the family. I was like, ah, you know, in the band. I used my band. I said, okay, guys, let's learn a few more TS songs. And, you know, and, and we did a, a set like that. And I'll do that. But for the most part, I told my management, I'd rather go in lower on the bill on a, a legitimate metal bill. And go out there and prove my worth, which I did yeah. with the For Love of Metal tour, you know, at Bloodstock. And when I when they put me on, I was on at like three in the afternoon. They gave me forty five minutes, but they saw the buzz in advance of the people were talking about D. Snyder. And all of a sudden, I found out. All right, well, you get an hour. Cool. Uh, we're pushing your set back a couple hours, and suddenly, you know, that they were realizing that I had a place at Bloodstock uh, without Twisted Sister, and I went out there and. And you saw the live album and people responded. They were singing the new songs and it was they were embracing D. Snyder. And while, you know, Twisted will always be my legacy and I'm proud of it. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the goal for every any front man who leaves a, 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 a band, a successful band, is the Aussie model. The way you right. start out doing a bunch of your old <laughs> stuff and some new stuff. And eventually it's two hours of your music. And then you go and you play. We're not going to take it. And good night. You know, he does paranoid <laughs> and good night. You know, I mean, right. tips his hat to Sabbath, but it's no longer. It's Ozzy Osbourne. You know, it's not a mm -hmm. Black Sabbath show. And that's the goal. I, I mean, if you, you name a singer, we're all dreaming of, of maybe achieving that. It's a very hard thing to achieve because people, you got to really come up with some good songs to get people to let go of the old stuff that they love. Yeah, I noticed a lot, a lot in the Rock Fest this year. You know, you got Phil Anselmo doing a, a set. Obviously, he can't do Pantera, but he's Phil Anselmo now. And you know, you got Corey Taylor out there doing uh, solo shows, and you've got uh, even like the dude from uh, Bad Wolves, Tommy Vax, doing solo shows. It's like there are a lot of singers now that are kind of just out there by themselves, kind of off the legacy. It must be nice to be the singer because you know not a lot of the bass players are out there able to just throw their name on the flyer, and a lot of people come out. You know, it's true. There are some. 
There are some, you know, uh, Nikki's uh, been doing it, you know, uh, with different yeah. bands. I'm uh, certainly not having the success of, of uh, crew, but he's had, you know, reasonable success with some of these, with, with some of these bands that he does. But yeah, guitar players do it as a rule. Singers, they benefit from being the voice, you know, uh, of that. And, and, and when, especially singer front men where you're, you know, you're the focal point of the band, like Alice, you know, I yeah. mean, I remember talking to Michael Bruce from the original Alice Cooper band. He said, biggest mistake we ever made was changing Alice's name, Vince's name to Alice Cooper. And right. they thought it was, they said, boy, this is a great idea. This will be great. We'll <laughs> name Vince Alice and it'll be cool. Like our singer's Alice. It was a great idea until he left the band and his name was actually legally Alice Cooper. <laughs> right. And everybody's like, who? Michael Bruce who? You know, and that's a shame because <laughs> right. I'm an OG Alice Cooper oh, yeah. fan. I'm almost screaming the Alice Cooper band. It was a band, man. Of and I'm very, you know, uh, but um, that, but you know, on my, on my records on both the last two albums, I thank Eddie, JJ, Mark the Animal, and the late AJ Pirro because I would not have my career. Anything I've done post Twisted Sister is because I was in Twisted right. Sister. I even if it was radio, or whatever, it just got me a little bit of a leg up to get my first metal radio show. Open that door. And I'll always be grateful and thankful that I had that time with those guys because it gave me so much. And with that, I got to wrap up and move to um, the next interview. I'm sorry, man. It was great talking to you. Oh, you said bye. <laughs> no problem. Uh, quick, I did one, one quick thing for you. Um, over the years, any great stories with Pantera or Dimebag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'm at um, Sebastian Bach's house. This is like 1986. No, it's like 1990, 89, 90. Uh, and, you know, uh, Skid Row's huge. Twisted's dead and buried. Uh, Pantera's, you know, on the rise, massive, coming up. Mm -hmm. And I'm at Sebastian's house, and phone rings, and it's Phil calling. And he goes, yeah, man, I'm D. Snyder's here. And I, I was like, yeah. He says, Phil wants to talk to you. He loves you, man. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> I, and my brother worked for Atco East West, and and he okay. was the promo guy working uh, all the Pantera stuff from day one. So I was, I had all the records. I was like, Phil, how you doing? He goes, you can't stop rock and roll. Here he comes. So he starts singing. He go, okay, <laughs> hey, man, that's really cool, man. The kids are back. <laughs> he sang a verse and chorus of every song on the album and then hung up. <laughs> we never spoke a word it was just him singing to me for about 15 minutes and it was i was flattered and i was making the point that i mattered to him uh but it was just a weird and, and somebody said what did he say i said he just sang <laughs> he just sang for a while so that was the end of the call um but Fantastic. i, I yeah yeah i, I gotta Go say ahead. something uh, on the 30th, the album comes out. Of course, it's available in all formats uh, everywhere yep. on the 30th. You can pre-order it now through Napalm and Amazon and all that stuff. Uh, but on the 29th, I'm doing a live stream concert event. Uh, okay. And go to metaldepartment.tv. That's like the main link, although so many of the festivals are streaming it through their, through their worlds and everything like that. And uh, it's going to be in front of a live audience. A lot of new stuff, a lot of stuff for Love of Metal, and of course, some Twisted Classics with my band, with the guys, and pretty damn excited uh, to be doing some kind of a show. So it's going to stream on the 29th, but it'll be repeated 
subsequent days afterwards. So uh, check it out. If you want a, you know, a little rock between now and the time you get out there and actually do it yourself, check out uh, D. Snyder with the new record. Leave a scar. Okay? Right, thank you, D. Pleasure, man. Great talking to you. Tell your kids I said, hey. I will do. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. See you.
All right, huge thank you to D. Snyder for coming on the show. Huge thank you to you guys for checking out the show each and every week. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend that you are listening to the Talk To Me podcast. Share it if you see it on Facebook. Retweet it if you see it on Twitter. Comment on the Instagram. You know how social media works. I don't have to tell you this. And if you've listened this long, I appreciate you. And once again, thank you for checking out the show each and every week. And so for the Talk To Me podcast, I've been Joshua Toomey. And I will talk to you guys soon. The Talk To Me podcast presented by NotFest.com. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Be sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app to get the latest from the Talk To Me podcast. Talk To Me.